Welcome, everybody. Today, we're talking about money. Show me the money. Listen, money is the most important thing when it comes to paying for things. Now you're thinking, duh, I know that. But money is also one of those weird things. We have a, you know, we humans have a weird love, hate relationship with money. So today on the show, I got Michael Keat on the show, and we're going to be talking about understanding or creating a better understanding about our personal finances, uh, literally getting comfortable with that. And what does that mean? Uh, the importance of childhood regarding your financial belief system. This is what screws up most of us. Uh, and this is a, an international thing. It's not just in the UK or here in the US. And then last but, but not least, finding out your financial comfort zone. And you know, I've heard it related to your money thermostat, right? When if you start making too much money, uh, you find some ways to sabotage it or give it away. Or if you start making too little money, again, you start you, you find a way to, to get back up to your financial comfort zone. Uh, so anyway, Michael Keats going to be uh, joining us here today talking about how we can achieve these things. Interesting thing about Michael Keats, I was talking to him uh, right before we got started. He was a high school dropout. Uh, later on, at the age of 21, he was labeled as underprivileged uh, with no relevant education or work experience. Now, he has a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in accounting and finance. Uh, and within nine years, Michael went from underprivileged to finance director at the age of 30 before becoming an entrepreneur and developing an online accounting software to help small business owners. Michael Keat, welcome. Thanks. Thank you, Bert, for having me. Looking forward hey. to talking to you. Well, you know what? And, and uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think that uh, we're going to be talking about, and I, I should have mentioned this in the, uh, in the intro there, we're talking about your book called Moneyfulness. Moneyfulness uh, which I love that title, uh, a little mix between money and mindfulness. Um, I, I think it's just a, a, a smart title. Um, and, and talk about this. How did you, um, what motivated you to write this book? Well, let me get a little bit back to my story. When, when I was the underprivileged youngster, I had uh, hardly any money. So at that time, I, I really had uh, to, to struggle with, with, with money. And then I became the finance director. I had a lot of money, so I had I struggled with that as well, because the, when I was when I was a finance director, I was always worrying. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my job. But because if I lose my job, I'm going to lose my house, my wife, whatever, right. whatever story my mind can make up. And then I started my own business. I prepared for that, and uh, just to cut my income in half or something when I started my my business. And then I didn't read the small things in the contract with the software developers and it cost me tens of thousands of euros really i, I was uh, uh, almost bankrupt I, I had a lot of debt but it didn't freak me out as much and that started puzzling me how, how did that happen uh, because when i went when i had when i had a good job and well-paying job a lot of money i had a lot of stress about money and when I was in debt, I didn't have any stress. Well, when I started my own business, I also started doing some uh, personal development training, also the, the marketing and sales and everything, but also personal development. 
And then one of the uh, trainings I, I, or courses I followed was mindfulness. Uh, and it occurred to me when, uh, when, you, when you live in the present moment, you don't relive the past, but also not worrying too much about the future. Yet, yes, you have to plan the future. Yes, yes, you have to be working on your future. But when you start worrying about your future, especially about your financial future, in my case, you can have you can reduce the stress quite a lot. And, uh, and to my opinion, mind, mindfulness helped me quite a lot reducing my stress about my financial situation back then. Right. So that's that's how I came to to, to mindfulness. <laughs> I combined the mind the mindsets, the brain part, the, the the way you think and your belief system about money, and about yeah practical money management because you have to manage your money in a practical way as well. Right. And and what I love about your book, first of all, moneyfulness, love that. But the subtitle I think is uh, even more compelling and that is learning to live with money. And, and this sounds so easy, but yet we struggle so much your example is great. You started making all this money and it was stressing you out and, you know, all the stuff that can go wrong if I lose my job. And you know what? I remember, I remember the first time I made what I considered to be a lot of money. I had made uh, uh, $50,000 in a month. And I had a very difficult time sleeping for like two days. It was just freaking me out, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, it's so, and it's so funny because you think, you know, you think that, uh, you know, that we want money. We want to be able to do something with it. We have all these plans. We, you know, we, most of us think about, man, if I just had a million dollars or if I won the lottery or whatever, you know, life would change. But we also have a lot of data from people who have won a lot of money through the lottery or through gaming or through an inheritance. And then within just a few years, they're back to broke. 80% of 80%. All people that, that win uh, a huge prize like 1 million or 5 or 10 million uh, in a lottery will be working for, their, uh, they have to work again uh, in a period of three to five years. But there are some also, it's just the, the lottery is an example, but also uh, successful athletes. Yes. or, or uh, uh, songwriters, singer-songwriters and everything that suddenly start making a lot of money and they immediately start spending it and, and just just to get back, like you said before, getting back into your financial comfort zone. When does it feel comfortable for you? What amount makes you feel safe, comfortable, makes you feel okay? Yes, yeah. So. And, and you know what? It's just an amazing thing. Uh, you hear about these athletes that, uh, you know, who are making millions of dollars, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars, and then they stop being athletes. And within just a very short amount of time, like you said, three to five years, they're filing bankruptcy. Yeah. They, they've lost it all. So many examples. That's it's incredible. It all has to do with your financial comfort zone. What 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 is it? What makes you feel okay? And like like you said, when you made make a fifty thousand a month, you had trouble sleeping at night in the beginning. Yes. So you had to increase your comfort zone as well to fit back in. So it, it, it's never just like this. But step by step, you can grow into it. 
uh, but you have to set your mindset has to shift with it with with the, with the amount that you're making. Yes. Um, yes. But and I want to talk about this. Uh, we, you know, so so how do we go about becoming more comfortable? or increasing our money comfort zone, because this is the thing that screws me up, screws everybody up. You know, again, you know, you just won $10 million in the lottery. <laughs> and, and, and so how do we change our money comfort zone? Give us some tips. Well, first of all, you, are, you have to find your level, your comfort zone, and it's never a fixed amount. It's always a range that you can go up and down uh, between. But first of all, you have to find your your level of comfort zone, what makes you feel comfort comfortable? And uh, you can do it by the amount you earn or uh, by, by the amount on your bank account. Uh, just sit down a minute and start wondering and increasing the amount in your mind, uh, the amount you make or the amount you have in your bank account or combined. And what time at what level does it make you feel uncomfortable what this mm, ah, mm, this makes me ah, yeah if, if, like like your example if i have this much uh, i don't think i'll sleep at night <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which freaks you out when you come to the moment that freaks you out you're you're way over your head <laughs> right 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 but if you have found your level just cut it in half and start from there <coughs> sorry start from there that, that may be roughly your financial comfort zone and then start getting used in your mind because if you can believe it you can achieve it start increasing in your mind every day or every week the amount start increasing it it makes you comfortable if it makes you comfortable increase it again increase just step step by step and also start working on your salary or your bank account or what, what, what amount you want to work on. So you can go, you have to, your, your comfort zone level has to stay ahead of your financial level, the amount you have in your bank account or, or the amount you're making. So you can increase uh, the amount you're making and then you can keep your uh, the same amount in your bank account. So yes. you're learning to live with your money, psychological, uh, uh, mentally, and have it physically in your bank account. Yeah, so I, love it. I love it. Just and, an idea. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think it's great. I mean, look, uh, I remember as a kid, as a small child, one, one of my dad's saying would now be something frozen. like, you're not a man unless you have at least a dollar in your pocket. And I just thought that was such a, uh, such a uh, what do you call it, such a funny threshold, right? Um, and so, again, if, if you don't have at least a dollar to your name, you're not a man. And I just thought, well, man, you're, you're setting the bar so low, Dad. I mean, you know, how about a couple of hundred dollars, you know, something. Uh, Whatever. But it, it's, it, the money fullness is not about the amounts itself. It's, it's about increasing uh, your level. And uh, if, uh, if, if you only have 10 bucks a week to spend, manage it. And start increasing your level. Start increasing your income, or gotcha. your bank account, or start finding out other ways how to make money, and not right. always by working harder, but working smarter. Right, right. And you know what? In, in money, 
what, one of the things I've learned from uh, the world's best investor, Warren Buffett, is you have to have the long-term mindset. I mean, Mr. Buffett, and I don't know him, uh, you know, he, you know, he, he thinks in 10 years, you know, he talks about, I don't know when to buy a stock or when to sell a stock. I just know I'm going to buy it today and I'm going to sell it for more money 10 years from today. And most people just don't even have that mindset, right? They, they get freaked out right now. People are freaking out because the stock market is down. And so they're selling. But of course, investors, uh, uh, the, 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 the investors with the right mindset are buying because today the stock is so cheap. So yeah, regardless where, where the stock market is going up or going down, you have to keep on investing on a regular basis. Yes. So uh, to increase your money and then it will double again, eventually. Yes. Yes. All right. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, here you are. You go from high school dropout. You, you drop back in. Um, and yep. and at what point uh, in your career did you start thinking, oh, I need to write a book? <laughs> uh, when I became an entrepreneur and uh, I did some several trainings, programs and everything. And then I, I thought. I thought to myself, hmm, I, I already do have this knowledge. I first book I wrote was in Dutch, just for the small business owners and uh, uh, small entrepreneurs. But that's more on the accounting side. And then I got, a, yeah, I, got, I loved it. <laughs> loved writing a book, loved sh sharing my knowledge. And then uh, suddenly uh, the, the, the name Money Fullness popped up. And uh, no, nobody ever thought about it. Right. So... Then I just, it just, I wrote the book in a couple of months. So it's, it's, it's really incredible. It just, just came out of my hands in, in no time. So that's for everybody to share, everybody to learn. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's not that much money to invest, to learn how to live with money. So it's, it's an easy way to, to spread your knowledge. Yeah. Which no, it's great. It's great. All right. So, so let me ask you this. Um, I think in the book, you talk about the how you value or the value that you place on people, possessions, and work ethics will directly relate to your cash flow. Talk about this. Um, well, it, it's about managing your money and um, you, you, you have to pay attention to where your money is coming from and where you put your money. And uh, a, lot, a lot of people, for example, if, if you get a, a salary raise for, from uh, 500, 500 a month, most people just immediately, almost immediately, start adjusting their spending pattern to the, the extra 500 a month. How? Why? Your, your, your spending pattern doesn't increase, but you, get, you only get more money. Yes, you can reward yourself a little bit, let's say for uh, 200 a month for just fun, uh, but start saving the 300 every month. Just just put it aside, uh, invest in the stock market, whatever you want, right. or just if, if, if it makes you feel more safe in, in bonds or just on a bank account, you just put it away because your, 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 your spending uh, level does not increase with your salary. That's just one example. 
Yeah, it certainly doesn't have to increase, right? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have to. Yeah, it's a choice. Everything is a choice. It's, that's all about setting a budget. Budget budgeting is about making choices. Yeah. Whether what what's, what things you spend on, what things you don't spend on, uh, time or money, and uh, what what do you invest, what not, and so on. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask this: uh, How can everyday folks? as well as entrepreneurs, business owners, um, how can they use moneyfulness uh, on, on a daily basis or, or, you know, just how can they start using this moneyfulness philosophy, uh, you know, to, to help them, um, you know, at home or within their business? Um, like we said before, to financially increase your financial uh, comfort zone but also uh, reduce the stress by living now, not reliving the past because let's say you, you lost your previous job uh, and not a so pleasant way <laughs> you were fired. <laughs> uh, just don't relive the reason why you were fired and think, oh, I don't want to do this with the next job. I don't want this. I don't. Because if you say I don't, you pay attention to something you don't want, you probably get it. You won't get a new job. So just live in the now do but also don't fear the future because a lot of people want to start a business but they find all kinds of excuses mostly money why they don't why they can't start their own business and if you want to make money you have to start your own business that's that's for sure if if you uh, if you don't make money while you are sleeping you have to uh, make money till you die you have to work till you die that's that's one, one thing for sure. I th also think that's one uh, one for Warren Buffett, by the way. Um, but start investing. Start uh, putting your money to work for you instead of, instead of working for your for the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I like I like that. Okay. In your book, you talk about the skeleton key of money, the, the hidden relationship that we have with money. Talk about this. Well, most of the convictions, belief system um, go back to your childhood. Uh, and then it can be your parents or your grandpa, whatever you were related to or, or whoever. Let, let, let's say one small example. You always have a, a very good-hearted uncle that comes to you. Hey, here, you get a couple of bucks. You can go buy an ice cream. It's our secret. Don't, don't tell your mother and father. Don't, don't tell your parents. It's our secret. Here. Go buy some ice cream. If that happens to you a couple of times. Well, money is secret because it has to be a secret between the good-hearted uncle and you, seven-year-old you. Also, I have to lie to my parents about money because I got some money and I have to lie to my how hard it is, how hard is that position for a seven-year-old to lie to their parents because they got a couple of bucks. From an, from an uncle and then secretly without the parents knowing you have to go buy an ice cream it's ah, it freaks them out right so and if it happens a couple of times when you're six seven eight years old or something there's some seed is planted in your brain money is secret you have to lie about money money is not fair or whatever uh, seed is planted and then it may grow out to be a problem in a later age yeah, I, I would say I would say uh, it will 
be a problem at a later age, right? Because and it's funny, I, I love that example because it is a very subtle way how some of some humans will interpret those events, right? And, and it's just like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, they're in the Netherlands, but, uh, but here in America, some of the sayings that people will relate is, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. You got to work hard for your money. You got to, uh, yeah. you know. Um, money uh, is oh, the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. That's, that's such most, a good one. Most used quotes all over the world about right. money. Money is the root of all evil. And then when, you, when you're really convinced about the fact that money is root of all evil and you start making a lot of money, you get evil into your house. Yes. What do you want to do with it? Open the back door, out. So you won't keep it. Right. If, you, if you're really convinced that money is root of all evil. Right. And, and then one of my other favorite ones, and we see this also in the, in the media as well, how sometimes people with lots of money are portrayed to be mean or selfish, uh, like uh, Mr. Scrooge, um, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, if, if you're wealthy, you got there by cheating and lying and taking from others. Yep. So there is just a lot of weird emotional baggage when it comes to our relationship with money. Yeah. And also, uh, and it depends a little bit on uh, what kind of money type you are. There are several money types. Uh, oh, talk about this. What are the money types? <laughs> I, I wrote eight of them in, uh, in my book. There's, there's the extended version. Let, let me cut it short. I, there's a different version with four different money types. Okay. Because 40% uh, of the people are the spenders. They really want, the, you know, the, the big spenders. They just need to spend their money, just get more adrenaline when they spend money. And that's... Ah, you have to. Well, if you are a spender, just make a budget and stick to it. 35% are savers. And why do they want to save money? Because if the larger the, they, the buffer they get, the more secure they, are, they, they will be feeling. So regardless how much money they have, they will always want to have more because it makes them feel more safe. Because if they have more money, nothing bad can happen to them. So 40%, 35%, 20%, also uh, a large group, are the avoiders. They just don't want to have anything to do with money. Like if you have a partner, say, ah, you're good with money. Just handle all the money things. Just, ah, you're so good at it. Huh? Just leave some money in the bank and then I'll be more than happy. Big chance that your partner is an avoider. Yeah, just pay attention to your, your, your money because if you're an avoider, you, will, you also probably won't have any money. And then uh, uh, the last one's only only 5%. Uh, they were called like, like monks. They, they are feeling better than money. I'm Money is for the common people. I'm so much better than money. And that's only 5%. So that's not that much, uh, not, not that high of a percentage. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a spender, just make a budget and stick to it. If you are a saver, just please start spending some money for yourself. It makes your life so much more comfortable, so much more fun. Um, and if you're an avoider, just pay all your bills because I met someone really actually threw the bills away in a trash can because if, if the bill is not there, I don't have to pay it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist, so I don't have to pay it. Just pay your bills immediately and then throw them away. <laughs> So uh, those are the three major groups in the uh, yeah, different money types.
Yeah, no, I love that. I love those money types. It's great. 40% are spenders, 35% are savers, 20% are, uh, are uh, avoiders, yep. and 5% are the monks who are who think yeah. that money is... Elevated. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm, more, I'm more spiritual because I'm poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, no Everybody way. I needs mean, money. Yeah, I... I uh, uh, I always tell people, look, if you really want to be more spiritual, then you want to earn a lot of money and then, you know, help the favorite charities, give more to your church or synagogue or whatever your religious organization is. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, yes, we can all do, we can help society. We can do all, we can all do better with more money, especially yeah. if we manage it well, which is, you know, ultimately what the lesson's all about is, is managing our money or in our what do you call it our comfort zone our money comfort zone i think yeah. it's an extraordinary uh uh what do you call it way of thinking about it and <laughs> and you know one of the things that everybody listening today should look at is where are they at with these you know situations here these four types are you a spender a saver or an avoider uh, yeah. a monk and and um you know and and I do want to talk about one of the things that you that you suggested, and that is, if you are a saver, it's great to save money. It's great to invest your money, but you also made a good point of making sure that you enjoy your money. Because here, uh, a few years ago, I read about this lady. She worked for the IRS. She had a sixty or seventy thousand dollar a year job working for the IRS. When she passed away, she had like five million dollars. She never took trips. She no died alone she was never married she just saved all her money the only trip she would take would be to uh to shareholder meetings <laughs> you know and, yeah. and and so and then in her will she gave all her money to her uh, university uh because that's all she had and i just thought you know it's great it, it, first of all what a great this is a great example that if you're making 50 60 70 uh seventy thousand dollars a year uh you can achieve wealth yep however she could have done so much more yep during her life and and uh, uh, you can help so much people and then you actually get some some feedback some response for what you're doing the good the good things you're doing right so, right and, and, and again it's great that she gave all her money away there's nothing wrong with yep. that but I think she certainly could have enjoyed her life a little bit more. That's just my judgment. Uh, everybody's different. Um, but uh, Michael, we're out of time. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I would love to bring you back and talk more about our money comfort zone and, and some of the ways that moneyfulness can, can help us uh, with our, our, uh, our money. And uh, the book's available on Amazon. Yes, of course. Everywhere. All I the put a, regular size. Excellent. I will put a link here on the show notes and uh, down below on the video. And uh, Michael, if somebody wanted to find out more about you, find out more about your programs, what's the best website for that? Uh, moneyfulness.com or .me. Both are, uh, are connected. So I like it. I like hey, it. All right, and, well, Michael, uh, go ahead. 10% 10, 10 of all income, uh, net income will be donated to charity that fights poverty because uh, Everybody has to learn to live with money, including the ones that don't have it. Yes, yes. And I, you know what? And again, I just love the, 
the, the title so much, moneyfulness, and learn to live with money. Man, yeah. uh, that is probably, that should be a class in high school as well as college. Completely. Yeah, I completely agree. But that's uh, the things you don't learn at school. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, Michael, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Have a nice okay. day. Bye-bye.